All right, so we are back. It's been, uh, I don't know, not really that long. Gonna get back. Pop-Tarts and their mothers. Wow, look at that. Pop-Tarts and their mamas. I don't know, how about you start it off, and then I'll just follow your lead. <laughs> right? I mean, what the fuck are you gonna say about Pop-Tarts and mamas? I really don't know. That's crazy. So we're back. This is a Joe Maddie show. We just did an hour of uh, sadness, of uh, horrible feelings that you feel inside your body. Oh my, you guys. Oh, it's a crazy fucking ride. It really is. I don't know what's going on. We got some more. Can dragons also fart fire? Huh? Who's this guy? What is the picture? Anybody know what the picture is? Tell me what your picture is. I'm seeing a man in the back and maybe a rock. I have no idea. Greg Bow Six. All right. Bow and arrow. That's what it is. All right. An archer. Well, there you go, people. In case you were wondering, like I was, there's your fucking answer, man. The guy's got a vision for his uh, his picture for Periscope. I love these motherfuckers on Periscope. You know what? There was a magical person last night that followed me off of Twitch. And I was like, yes, finally. <laughs> ah, we're making more noise on Twitch. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. I got so many people out here I want to thank. Right? Where's my speech at? I don't know. I want to I want to start off talking about podcasts. No, I think that's a good one. Um, I love talking about podcasting every now and again because uh, I feel like everybody out there fucking does podcasting. Seems like everybody does podcasting. People love listening. I mean, it is what it is. I don't know. Gets me fucking excited. How many times did Biden have to make happy with Obama to get his endorsement? Oh, that's a good one. Man, you know what? I don't even know what's going on with that, man. I mean, it's just what I'm thinking with that. You're talking about the Democrats, Biden, why? I don't know. I got no answer to that. I mean, it's fucking beyond ridiculous. You're talking about a guy that's like borderline dementia patient. I mean, probably doesn't even know what year it is, who the fuck the president is right now, and he's running against them. And... The only thing saving his fucking life are teleprompters. Tell him exactly what it's saying. When to say it. If it wasn't for those magical devices, that guy would get roasted every fucking night whenever he jumped on. What I think is going to end up happening, though, I think that Biden is going to be, uh, he's going to be called unfit for duty, something like that. I don't know what the term is, but I'm assuming something like that, right? Something related to that. His VP's going to step in. She's a black woman. So right off the bat, I mean, I think the black population hates her. I don't know why. I don't know anything about her. I really don't. I've never looked into her. So why lie about her? I mean, I don't know. But what I do know, though, is there is a lot of people out there 
they do not like her for some reason. I don't know why. Maybe they just don't want a woman as a VP or a president. But she's going to be forced into office. And then there might be something terrible that happens to her. To where Nancy Pelosi, the Speaker of the House, is going to jump in. And she will be the goddamn president of the United States of America, right? Fucking folks. That's what I think anyways. Am I wrong? I don't know. I could be wrong. But does it matter, though? I mean, I don't know, you guys. I really don't. When it comes to being a president, I mean, there's so much shit that you possibly could do. But it just kind of seems like they're all in it for themselves. So there's, there's stuff going on behind the scenes. I mean, you can read about it if you want. You could believe it. You know, the one thing that that I've always told everybody, though, once you pull that bell from your eyes backwards and you are fucking reading everything, you're looking at stuff that you're talking about borderline conspiracies, truth. I mean, it becomes a really scary world for, for everybody out there. And once I started doing that, man, it drove me fucking bananas, though. Here's what I feel about podcasting, though. I feel like it's a really great topic. There's a lot of people out there that do an amazing job, right? A lot of us don't get a lot of credit for what we do. Uh, It's a lot of fake, right? Fake, fake stuff going around. You know, I, I love the fact that a lot of people really try, even though they know deep inside they're going to fucking fail at podcasting. I mean, it's, a, it's an amazing thing. It really is. I mean, when you wake up, you believe in yourself. You believe in what you're doing. You put in so much fucking hours into it. And then you talk about that fucking moment of truth hits where it's demoralizing. It is fucking demoralizing. It will eat you fucking alive. Look at numbers, right? break that down for a moment. You look at the fucking numbers, right? I can't look at the numbers. People like to shit on me for the numbers on Facebook, though. Are they the numbers, though? I mean, I'm I'm fucking everywhere, though. The numbers to me are going to be fucking a combination of Periscope, Twitch, Facebook, um, all the audio that I put out there. I mean, I put out so much goddamn content. You know, as soon as I drop something, we're talking about a matter of like an hour. I put out everything that I did the night before in the morning when I wake up. And if I don't put something out like at six in the morning, I get like two or three more hits on like every other fucking audio there is, right? I mean, it's not a lie. I'm not I'm not sitting there trying to brag anybody because it's nothing to brag about. I'm not making any fucking money off of this. But my point is, though, I drop it all at once, right? I'm talking about, I started doing this one thing, though, this new thing, where I number them. Because I got so many fucking videos, sometimes I drop like three, right? Uh, not not videos, but the audio, right? The audio version of the show. I start numbering them like one out of three, two out of three, three out of three, whatever, right? And as soon as I drop it like an hour, I mean, I already got like seven fucking, you know, hits on like each one of them, 
which is really great in my opinion. And the only, the only reason I think that though is because somebody out there is getting joy at his fucking self, right? I mean, I'm doing something right. And it, it fucking makes me happy to an extent. I mean, that combined with the fact that my, my fucking body hates me, I mean, I don't know, it's kind of like a win, you know? It's a win. But the numbers aren't accurate, though. I don't, I don't have a platform where analytics are basically like uh, a possibility for me to even explore them. Uh, what's this guy saying? Um, Harry St. Black, her daddy wrote a book saying his ancestors sold slaves. Yeah, I, I, I think I saw something about that. Um, I mean, it gets to the point, you guys, whenever you see garbage like that, I mean, it doesn't matter, though. I mean, I don't give a shit, man. I mean, if you're a comedian, if you're trying to make some funny out of it, I mean, I get it. I get it all fucking day. It gives you plenty of material to fucking just feed off of, right? I mean, right now, I'm just not at that point, though, where I can just grab stuff like that and just make a show out of it. Because, I mean, as I've explained to you guys before, I mean, I'm barely struggling doing my own shit, like, right now, you know? I mean, if this is any type of form of entertaining anybody out there, man, I'm fucking grateful. Because I'm barely fucking making it, man. I mean, it's just not like that I can't do a show. It's not like it's possible that I can't fucking do a show. It matters a whole lot. I mean, does it? I mean, I don't know. I mean, uh, I think America right now is just, uh, it's a mixture of just fucking everything. I mean, we, we do not choose what we come from. I mean, we don't. I mean, if your fucking parents or ancestors are mixed, I mean, they're fucking slaves and whatever. They're, they're in that horrific time period in America that America literally was shamed. They did just stupidity. Right? Just every fucking day. And then we just got kind of past that. And we're bringing it back in 2020. Like more than ever, right? She's pretending to be black. Uh, cunning black people. I mean, it's the same thing Obama did. Her last name is Imhoff. Even her name is being used to deceive. Alright, so that's the comment. I mean, that really is a tough thing to talk about. The only reason I say that is because, I mean, it, it's a tough fucking life to live, man. If, if that was me in placing a similar situation, you got to make the best out of the fucking, the shitty hands that you were dealt, man. You know, if her ancestors were slaves, like slave owners, I mean, that's what I meant to say. Slave owners. Does that have anything to do with her? Like her character? The person that she is? You know what I mean? Like, it's hard to judge people on the acts of their past. People that were them. It's, you, know, you know what? In some type of way. I mean, they're fucking their ancestors. You know what I mean? This guy's just blowing it up. Uh, what's he saying? The people who sat with Lincoln at Ford's Theater. <clears throat> She's a con from the Queen. Damn, brother, do you have a fucking podcast? 
I mean, if you want to drop that link, man, I'll, I'll fucking post it. it. Sounds like you you got a lot of good shit to talk about. Um, I guess my point though, I mean, follow, subscribe, whatever you want to do. If you like the show, cool. If you don't, if you just want to rant, man, I'm all about it. You know, I'm just cool like that. Um, I guess my point is though, I, I just don't really care though. I really don't. The reason I say that is because, like, when it comes to the presidency and elected officials in America, I feel like it's so outdated. Like, it's just, um, it's antiquated, the whole system. It's built in such a way that, I mean, how could one person possibly run a whole nation, you know, without being a dictator? And then you got the House of Representatives, Congress, you got all that bullshit. And they all got the whole, like, just hidden agendas about what they want, what they don't want. And none of it has anything to do with the people. It really doesn't. It's basically, how can I fucking fill my pockets up more? And that's what I don't agree with. Bow and Arrow on YouTube. There you go. If you want to check them out. And here I'll scope. All right. I mean, I, I'll tell you right now. You can go ahead and follow me if you want. I don't. I don't follow anybody. And the reason I don't, it's not anything against you. It's just that I don't have any fucking time, brother. I really don't. I don't have any time to watch people's shit. I'm not about that funny bullshit where you uh, you follow for follow, like for like. I mean, I, if I genuinely like whatever you're doing, I, I will follow it. If I want notifications about it, I will follow you. I mean, no hard feelings. You want to unfollow me it's cool i mean I, i'm just not all about that man i'm really not i don't really care if anybody watches me but the only people i want to watch me are just like anybody genuinely interested in whatever i'm saying right otherwise then what's the point all right so going back to the podcasting thing i i think there's so many good shows out there that a lot of people don't even fucking uh, realize and that's part of the beauty of the angry listener, though. You know, if you guys ever listen to that fucking, uh, that show that I do, the angry listener, I mean, I, I don't know, I try to introduce a lot of segments, a lot of fucking content for everybody to enjoy. But is it all going to be good, though? I mean, eh, probably not, you know? I mean, that one in particular is really tough because it has nothing to do with me, though. It has everything to do with the goddamn podcast. Right. I mean, if the podcast suck, I got nothing to work off of because, you know, this is a show, right? This is entertainment value to where I'm listening to something literally and then just trying to make a show out of it. Right. I mean, if the show is good, you know what? You're getting a free plug. You're getting uh, you're getting a mention. Whoever follows me or watches my shit will maybe possibly be a fan of you. Man, I, I think out of the many, many fucking episodes of shows that we've done with the Angry Listener, I might have, man, I might have listened to maybe five or ten podcasts and I was like, yes, this is something worth fucking listening to, in my opinion, right? I mean, I'm not saying that you're going to love everything that I like because everybody's fucking different, but I mean, the Angry Listener is a beautiful fucking thing. 
And the reason I say that is because not only are they getting exposure, though, but I'm able to just do a show out of just complete fucking nonsense. You know, just listening to other podcasts, giving my commentary, and giving everybody out there an opportunity to find out something new, something fresh, that maybe they, they wouldn't come across organically, right? Because for you to find a show out there that you would like, it, it, I mean, it's a fucking hassle, man. It's a fucking headache. And the reason I say that is because it's, it's oversaturated. The market for podcasts, there's so many goddamn podcasts out there. So if you listen to the angry listener while I'm doing it, it affords you an opportunity to come across a show that possibly you would never hear about. It gives these cats to do a show, an opportunity to put a product out there and get people to watch, get people to listen, if even just for a moment. You know what I mean? I think it's beautiful. I really do. You know, I, I think today I, I saw like an ad on one of the podcasting groups. And every time I see an ad like this, it breaks my fucking heart, man. I, I'll tell you why. Because you got a guy, a woman, whatever, that spent X amount of dollars on uh, fucking equipment. I mean, if you were to add up everything that they fucking posted for sale... I mean, you're looking at thousands of dollars worth of equipment. The mics alone, you're looking at about a grand, right? Twelve hundred fucking dollars. Why is he charging that much? I don't fucking know. The Sure Mic SMB7, I believe it's called. The Joe Rogan mic, right? Beautiful fucking mic. I mean, I'd love to have it. It goes for $3.99 retail. Why is he charging $400? I don't know. Gently used? Is that what you're saying? I don't know. You're talking about a mixer, a soundboard. Probably goes for another $100. Then you're talking about the mic stands, right? The, the arms. Those beautiful fucking things where the mic fucking sits. It looks so sexy. Three of those. I mean, you're probably looking at like 300 bucks a piece, maybe. Then you're looking at the whatever setup he had. I mean, he had some kind of board, aside from the mixer, that I don't know what he does with it. Maybe it's a sound machine. I don't fucking know. I'm not, I don't really know anything about that stuff, but all of it just looks really fucking expensive. You're talking about the goddamn cords, uh, everything, right? Needed a new goddamn podcast. I mean, his setup alone looks like it's probably at least two grand. You know, the reason I say it breaks my fucking heart to see that is because, I mean, what, what fucking day and age are we living in, though? I mean, you're talking about fucking people don't have jobs? There's COVID-19 happening? The economy literally is on fire? And they spend so much fucking money on equipment. I don't know how long this person has been doing a show because I don't even know what the damn show is called, right? But there's people waking up every day and they're like, man, I can do a podcast. I can do a show. It'll be amazing. I mean, I know exactly what I want to do. It looks so easy. 
I can just jump in front of the mic and just do whatever I'm doing. I mean, there's an opportunity out there just off of that statement alone to be able to educate the masses. When it comes to podcasts, God damn it, fucking beer is so hot, you guys. Oh my fucking gosh. Hopefully the salt makes it taste better. I don't know. God damn, Texas is a hot bitch, man. It is a real fucking hot bitch. Um, anyway, so I kinda feel like there's an opportunity out there. All these people that wake up every day. If there was some type of class, some type of like Hour, two-hour fucking, uh, I don't know, uh, what, what do you call those? A workshop, maybe, to where you can do a Q&A with somebody who has done it before, right? I mean, even like myself, though, I mean, I haven't achieved levels of greatness <clears throat> doing this by any type of means. But I, I know I know the struggles. I know the hardships. And... Just seeing people just wake up and want to do a show. I mean, it's exciting, man. It really is. It's an exciting fucking feeling, man. Waking up and you're like, man, you know what? I can do this. This is like a new adventure. This is a new venture in my life to where it's got me excited for fucking life. Excited for fucking doing something. And then quickly you find out it's demoralizing, right? It is fucking demoralizing. I mean, we got a guy right now, he's talking about his shows, Bow and Arrow, on the YouTube, right? Go ahead and plug his shit real quick, in case anybody wants to watch it. I mean, it really is demoralized, you know. When you wake up and you, you quickly find it out that your opinion matters to nobody, I mean, what are you going to feel like? You know, the number one thing, the argument that I get why is somebody watching their shit? And there are a lot of people out there that are very family-oriented, right? Their family means so much to them. But is any of their family watching or listening to any other stuff? And you tell them this, and they're like, oh, well, the show's not for them. Who the fuck is the show for then? If your own family is not supporting you, they don't believe in you? How do you think that's going to make you feel, though? How? Now, I'm not family-oriented. I don't have fucking family, right? I don't talk to them. I choose not to talk to them. I mean, it's a whole nother fucking show. But my point is, though, for people out there that really do have loving parents, they have um, brothers, sisters, uncles, whatever. People that they fuck with all the time. They're friends, even. And none of them want to listen, not even a little bit, to anything that they're doing to support them. I mean, watch it. I mean, what does it take? You don't have any goddamn time at all? Like, at all? Like, you're so busy in your own life. You're that much of an asshole, that much of a bitch, that you are not willing to put away maybe 10 minutes to just to listen to just for a little bit, you know? I mean, that's just so tragic, you guys. I mean, here's the thing that people don't realize, though. Your fans are going to be complete strangers. They're going to be people that 
they're going to come across your stuff naturally, right? And they're going to be like, man, I fucking love this. I mean, I want more of it, right? I mean, I may not agree with everything that's coming out of their mouth. I may not fucking uh, like everything that they're doing, though. But there's something about them that keeps me coming back, right? I mean, that, that's the fucking audience I want. I, I don't want, if I have friends and family, I don't give a shit, man. I mean, that's just me, my own personal opinion, but I know that's not a lot of people out there. I know that's not the way of the world. And when I talk about the moralized, like as a person, as a podcast, that shit is a real thing, man. It really is. I mean, there's so many people out there. I don't get too upset about it anymore. I say that, but I don't think I've ever have gotten upset. Whenever I, I just end a live and I'm just like, okay, zero people are watching. Fucking one person, five people. Because I've already been there. You know what I mean? I've been there before. I've been there where you've had so many goddamn people watching. They genuinely love your shit. Now, my problem, though, has been Facebook fucking me off. And then it's been that I have taken months and months off. Like, sometimes I just, I need to figure my own stuff out, though. You know what I mean? Like, there's so much going on in life. And you're like, oh, man. This podcast thing isn't really worth it, right? Is it something I want to continue doing? And the answer for me has always been yes, but it's taken me a little bit longer than other people. There's a lot of people out there that are consistent about it. They will do it every week, every two weeks. I mean, you see them doing it once a month. I mean, whatever the schedule is, right? Whatever it allows. I mean, they will fucking do it. I mean, you're you're talking about pumping out episodes. They are... uh, they're doing so much stuff with it. I mean, you're talking about pageantry. You're talking about fucking uh, work on the computer, on the mic. Coming up with, like, scripts. I mean, I don't know what that looks like, but supposedly it's amazing. I don't even fucking know. I really don't. I don't do the old scripting. Um, I mean, it's just so much you can do with podcasting alone, but if you're not consistent with it, like, at all, your numbers are gonna fucking bloop. They're gonna drop, right? Because they're like, you know what? This guy disappeared. Where the fuck did he go? Next thing you know, even if they followed you, even if they uh, liked your stuff, your pages, whatever, if you don't jump on the mic consistently, you become irrelevant very fucking quick. And in my situation, that's where a lot of the hate comes from. A lot of the roasting, a lot of that stuff. Because they're like, oh man, I see your page on Facebook, you got blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, man, it is what it is. What are you going to do? You know, I always mention mental health being a big issue in America. Why don't I mention that? You know, one thing that I can relate to and I, I bring it up a lot because it's, it's, it's fucking real, you guys. I mean, we see it all the time. Same reason why uh, kids out there are murdering fucking uh, child, children, whatever, right? Teachers, what I mean, what, what, what have you, right? Their own parents. I mean, it's tragic. It really is. Um, people commit suicide on a daily. not having an outlet for what life life 
that's a crazy statement that a lot of people don't understand. They will not understand. They will pretend like they don't understand. But bitch, you know what I'm fucking talking about. Sometimes you wake up and you you clearly know that life is too fucking much for anybody to handle. You know? What I like to do is take a step back. I mean, if I had to take a fucking month off, if I had to take two fucking months off, I will fucking do that, right? Because I need to do something. I need to clear my mind. I need to do something. And you know what? It's not all about you people, though. You know? I mean, bless your hearts. Anybody out there fucking listens or watches me, but... When I sit there and talk about mental health, I mean, it doesn't have to be all about being crazy. It doesn't have to be all about fucking insanity, fucking all these um, things that you can be diagnosed with. People that are just fucking eating pills like they're candy, right? Because I do none of those things. But, I mean, you guys already know my fucking story, man. I mean... I deal with a lot on a fucking daily basis. I deal with a lot of bullshit. I mean, life is uh, its a cruel bitch, man. So if I take a month off, two fucking months off, to get fucking straight with myself, right, to be able to continue on with my life, I mean, I don't have to explain that shit to anybody. I really don't. And then when you got people roasting you, they're like, oh, ain't nobody watching you, blah, blah, blah. You know what, man? I can put you to fucking shame if I wanted to. All I got to do, there's one fucking secret to this whole podcast, okay? You got to be consistent, right? Even if you don't have a magical fucking setup that the world would be envious of. The one thing that will help out any goddamn podcast out there is being consistent. I mean, that's the reality of the situation. Now, if you're not consistent, people drop off, you know? They go do whatever they do. They go find another goddamn show. Whatever it is. But you always got those loyal fucking people that will come back. I mean, I've seen it, though. The one mission I had coming back after my hiatus is it took a long one. might have been like two months. might have been like two fucking months. Um, still with a bunch of shit like I always do and it just kind of got to me so when I came back I was like alright this is really scary it is so terrifying like you've done it so many fucking times why is it so scary to you and then you jump on you do it again and I was like alright what are you going to do you're going to do this shit for like a month straight doesn't matter how you feel doesn't matter if you're fucking injured doesn't matter if you're feeling ill, whatever it is. You're going to jump on the fucking mic. You're going to try to put on a show however you fucking can. You're going to shove it down people's throats, right? You're going to get the follows. You're going to get the fucking likes. You're going to get the people fucking excited about what you're doing. That was my mentality coming back. You know, um, I lost a couple shows. I lost the experiment. Um... Which I could no longer do. I was just like, man, I, I don't believe in this anymore. I'm walking away and I fucking walked away. I got a lot of hate for it. Got a lot of hate for it. For no fucking reason. But it's okay though. I walked away from Time to Go Mad. Another fucking show. Walked away from it. 
I wipe my hands clean with it, man. I was just like, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to do this. I don't, I don't see it going anywhere. I think it's a waste of fucking time. I think that I am the goddamn show. And I, I don't have no fucking problem saying that. I am the fucking show. So my goal in life, coming back, was to do a fucking show every fucking day. Three times a day. Two times a day. Multiple times a day if I could. Are you going to run out of material? Fuck yeah, you are. You quickly will find out that it is not easy. Because I've gone down this goddamn road before. It's impossible. It is near impossible to do a goddamn show every day. But you know what? People that do watch me, though, that understand, they respect the fuck out of me. They might not admit it, though. Right? But they respect me, though, because they couldn't do it. Right? The reason I say that, though, they'll throw you a bunch of fucking excuses, man. They'll be like, you know what? I ain't got the time. Well, if you had the time, could you do it? Yes, it's going to be no. They're going to be like, man, I got I to gotta work. I got a family. I got this. I mean, you know what? You're always going to have a million excuses not to do anything. But you got to find the one reason why to fucking do it, right? You gotta make it work. And when I tell you every time I jump on the mic, I have a billion, literally a billion excuses I can just fucking list out of why I don't want to do it, right? So many goddamn excuses. But I always find that one reason it fucking matters to me alone. That I will be like, I will fucking do this. I'm gonna make it happen. Because I had no desire today. Like, nothing. I, I fucking lost my will, man. My fucking will today was broken. Literally, by my, by myself, by my own body fucking betraying me. To the extent that I felt broken, man. I felt, I felt literally broken. And I was like, I'm not going to let this fucking be myself. I'm not going to let it fucking consume me. I can't. There's so much shit I need to do. So little time. I mean, I'm fucking going to be 35. I got, I got so much more fucking work to do. I can't, I can't give up on myself. Like, if the body isn't working, I will pull myself to the fucking show and try to do something, try to do anything. You know what I mean? I mean, my fucking goal this month has been so crazy. And the reason I say that, doing a show every fucking day, even multiple times a day, it's nearly impossible, man. I don't know anybody can fucking do it. I really don't. I mean, if you're doing it, you're having lots and lots of help. You're talking about guests. That's the number one, number one way to get help. I tell you this, you can find a guest. Guests are not fucking hard to find. You can always find one that's willing to jump on the mic and promote whatever they're talking about, whatever they want to promote, and they will carry the show for you if you're a weak fucking host. If you don't have no idea what to do on the mic, they will literally carry your fucking show. And you can just pump it out, put your name on it, here you go, right? I don't like doing shows with guests, no, I, I don't, I fucking hate it, man. But yeah, I have had guests on my shows that if, if I'm not feeling it that fucking day, they carry the fucking show. All I gotta do is just be like, yeah. Look a little bit excited, right? Like, smile a little bit. Ah, 
and then there you go. You got a fucking show. Then you can put your name on it, just pump it out, call it your own. But did you do anything, though? Did you? Probably not. You probably didn't do anything. I mean, another way you can go about it, though, I mean, I do the angry listener, man. If I'm not feeling that goddamn fucking show, I mean, if I'm not feeling good, if I'm not feeling happy, whatever it is, right? I just can't get into it. All I got to do is just play a fucking podcast and just drop something every now and again so people know I'm still there, right? So people realize that it's my fucking show. I mean, it's just so much stuff you can do out there when you're not feeling it, man. But I'm not trying to do either of those things tonight. I mean, I feel like fucking garbage. And the number one reason why I'm doing a show, like, right now, I did one an hour ago, was, or actually is, because I want to start my own Patreon page, right? If you guys don't know what that is, I basically, I want to I wanna show people that this show is worth a buck, you know what I mean? It's, like, worthy of throwing some money at. See, I don't want to be that guy that just bags people for money. But like if, I, if I give you enough fucking content for the month, then I don't think it I don't think you would feel bad about giving me like a dollar, five dollars a month. You know what I mean? Here's the thing though. I am not gonna keep this fucking uh, these videos, these audios away from anybody though. I mean if you literally cannot pay for it, I'm not gonna fucking charge you. I mean, it's just basically a way of just kind of monetizing it on a different level, right? Like, if you can't pay for it, you can still listen to it. I mean, I'm not hating on that, man. I mean, fuck, man. I mean, this goddamn show, the Joe Madden show, whatever I'm doing, it's always been built on free, right? Like, that's the, that's the premise, though. I don't want to charge people, man. I really don't. I feel like that's a big move, though. And the reason I say that, I mean, everybody out there wants money, they want fame, they want glory, they want fucking whatever, right? Whatever they want. I don't know why people do podcasts. Maybe they're just crazy, just like me. I don't know. I mean, it kind of makes me feel good doing it. I mostly do it out of boredom is because, and also because I feel like this is the only thing I'm good at, right? But doing a Patreon page is more just of a way of just not begging people to give me money. Not doing a fucking GoFundMe. Not doing a starter, whatever. Whatever bullshit's out there. I don't want to beg people. You know why I see Go Start, like GoFundMe and starters and whatever? I see that as the internet's way of fucking seeing homeless people outside begging for fucking money with a sign. What's the, what's the fucking difference? Right? They're not giving you anything. Right? They're not giving you nothing. I'm at least providing you like three hours of fucking content a day. At least. Or at the most, really. At the most. I mean, at the least, I'll give you like a fucking hour, man. Every day. Whether I'm filling it or not. Whether I got a fucking show lined up. <sighs> 
But yeah, that's what the Patreon page is going to be for, though. It's, it's not about fucking begging anybody for anything. Because I don't want to be that guy, man. I don't want to beg anybody for nothing. I feel like I'll put in an hour. I'll put in fucking three hours a day. Try to provide a show with the fuck. I mean, obviously, tonight, probably not that great, but, man, I don't feel great at all. I mean, you're going to have those moments in life where you don't feel good. You do not feel good at all. But it shouldn't keep you from trying to achieve greatness, though. It shouldn't keep you from doing anything that you fucking love. I mean, I'm not going to be that guy, though, man. I will jump on the fucking mic. I will try to entertain people, even if I'm not at my best. I mean, half the shows I put out this month, I have not been feeling great, like, at all. I mean, today's the only fucking day where I was just, like, at my lowest fucking point. To the point where I didn't want to do it at all. Like, fuck, man. All the other shows, man, even if I didn't feel it, I was just trying to bring it. I was trying to do something. But tonight, though, it just got got away from me, though. I mean, it's a horrible fucking feeling, though. But I think we've all been there. The only thing that keeps me going also is that I know there are people out there that are worse off than I am, you know? You're talking about you're, you're going through cancer, however the fuck you get that damn fucking thing. I mean, fucking everybody seems to fucking have that motherfucker out of the line. AIDS, Ebola, STDs. I mean, STDs is just like one of those goddamn things where you kind of put yourself in that fucking predicament, though, right? I mean, you kind of probably could have prevented it, though. I feel like STDs is like one of those things that if you're fucking with somebody for the first time, you should be able to wait, right? Like, however horny that you fucking feel, you should be able to wait a little bit and just go to the doctor with that person, right? And spend like $10 or whatever it is and get tested, though, because the headaches... The shame that you're going to feel after setbacks, after finding out that you did catch something, it's probably going to blow your fucking mind, and you might just, your life might go into a whirlwind. I mean, I don't know. It's a crazy thing, you guys. So we're talking about podcasting, though. You know, I, I got a lot of friends that do podcasting. I mean, I call them friends, though, but I don't know if they're actually my friends or not. Because a lot of them hate me, though. And I say hate, I mean, hate is such a strong word, right? I mean, I guess maybe a better word would be I am misunderstood. To the point where people dislike me, right? I mean, I've watched some of the shows I have, some of them, like a little bit. But there's so many people out there to do a fucking show, man. So many people. And I mean, you guys have listened to me, literally listened to fucking shows. And I fucking hate most of them. I really do. (laughs) 
I really do, man. They're so atrocious. They're so fucking bad. And the number one advice that I have for all of them is just, is just fucking be yourself, man. If you're doing a character, do a character, though. But fuck, man. So many people out there that jump on the fucking mic. They're so uncomfortable. They're so awkward. I mean, I don't know why. I don't know how to fix it. I mean, I'd love to sit here and uh, give tips to people to do shows and start like a workshop where I get some fucking money out of it. I think that would be amazing. But would anybody fucking sign up? Would anybody listen? I don't know. I mean, I got so much good advice out there for people that are willing to listen, willing to put in the time. But the reality situation is that the podcast the world fucking hates me. The reason I say that is because this shit is fucking... Um, podcasting world is built on fucking lines. Once a month, I mean, that's admirable, though. You know, that's what you want to do. I mean, you're not delusional about what you're doing out there. You're really not. There's a lot of people out there that they don't know what they're doing. They don't understand it. They're just going along with the wind, man. Wherever the wind fucking blows, that's where they're fucking Yeah, that, that would be my number one advice, though. Just be your fucking self, man. I mean, if you got a gimmick, make it fucking work for you. I mean, the moment that you start doing stuff that isn't you, like, on any type of level, I mean, not only are you going to feel it, though, but everybody else is going to fucking see right through it, though. You know? I mean, I talk about gimmicks all fucking day. I really do. I talk about ideas I want to fucking do, implement. But all of that just takes a lot of fucking work, man. It really does. I mean, I talk about characters that I want to introduce. And people listen to me talk about it. They do podcasts. And they're like, oh, that's what you want to do. And they're, they're fucking ready to shit on you. You know, they're ready to say something to you. And it's just like, man, you don't understand it. You don't, you don't get it until you fucking watch. You know what I mean? Like, it is what it is, though. I mean, this show's not for you, obviously. Right? This show's not for you. But there's just so many people out there that are just so fake, man, on, on podcasts. The reason I say that is you can go to these goddamn groups. I mean, aside from the bullshit, follow for follow, like for like. I mean, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about, like, when you're trying to find a guest, there's a couple groups out there where you can be a guest, where you can find a guest. I've I've come up with, like, a little description because I, I was like, okay, well, I got a lot of time on my hands. I mean, would it be crazy, though, to jump on somebody else's show and just be like, this is who I am, let's do a show together, Maybe it'll be fun. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it'll suck. I have no idea. I mean, the chemistry obviously wouldn't be there. You just kind of have to fake it to you, make it type of thing. You know what I mean? But I decided to post an ad on some similar pages like that. Quickly that I found out that nobody's interested in me as a guest. 
a lot of people aren't interested in being my guests because I tell the fucking truth, right? I tell them exactly what they're going to get. I don't lie to them. I don't tell them, hey, you know what? I'm an expert at this. I'm an expert at that. I don't think I'm an expert at anything. I tell them how I talk. I tell them where to find me. And I'm pretty sure as soon as they click on the goddamn video, they're like, nope, nah. Because this guy's too wild. I don't know what he's going to say. I don't know what he's going to bring. But there are people out there that want me as a guest. I have had the messages. But I don't want to be on this show because you know, you know what they want me to do? They want the shock value. If you don't know what that means, they want me to be over the top. They want me to fucking be outrageous, outlandish. And when I sit here and tell you guys that that is exhausting, it is exhausting. Nobody fucking believes me. Nobody out there believes me, though. You know why they don't believe me? Because they can't fucking do it. The shit I do on my show... I mean, call me crazy though, but doesn't come off real. Don't you feel it inside? I mean, I get I get a lot of comments about like, oh man, that's fucked up. That is, uh, oh, I'm sorry, that's crazy, whatever, right? And then I get like, oh man, they they are doing that. Oh man. Here's the thing, people though. It's a show, right? That's thing people don't understand. I've been saying it since the fucking beginning. I say it over and over and over. So whenever you see me looking like I'm angry, like I'm in pain, like whatever the situation is, if I sound like really fucking pissed, and it starts talking like this, and I see some mean stuff, it's because I've worked on it over the fucking years, right? It's something that you can turn on and turn off in a matter of a fucking second. People watch my stuff, they think that, uh, here's the words that I get. Dumpster fire, I get, oh man, you're crazy, are you off your meds? I mean, whatever garbage you want to come up with, though, right? That's how good I am. Because when I get into a fucking show, I mean, I... For example, right? I talked about my girlfriend the other night. Talked about how Tom and Molly are uh, fucking with her and whatever. Is it true? Yeah, it is. It is true. Does it bother me? No, it doesn't. Does it look like it bothers me, though, when I talk about it, though? It does. You know why? Because it's a show. Ha, <laughs> ha. You think somebody miles and miles away is going to bother this game? I mean, fuck, man. It's so crazy, though. It's hard to explain, man. It's like nobody gets it. You know, when I talk about mental health, this is why I talk about it, though. Because if I were to go to a goddamn doctor for psychology, whatever, right? Something that happened to do with my mind, would I be on meds? Definitely. Would I be able to do this fucking show? Would I have any type of chance to make this goddamn show pop? No, I would not. The 
reason I say that though is if you've ever met anybody on Xanax, fucking uh, anything having to do with your brain, any type of pills, you're like a fucking zombie. You can't, you can't fucking do anything, right? So if I were to, if I were to get on meds, which I probably should, I wouldn't be able to do a goddamn show like at all. Like at all, I wouldn't be able to function. I wouldn't be able to do, and then turn it off, right? I wouldn't be able to do that. The only reason this show works at any type of level is because I'm able to do that. I mean, a lot of people do not believe me though. They think that I seriously am a fucking dumpster fire. That's what everybody believes. That's how good it is though. That's how fucking good it is. That's how amazing it is. And the only re- the only way you can get up to that point is to fucking work on it. Like, over and over and over. It's to work on it. You gotta live it, you gotta breathe it, you gotta fucking remember those moments, how it feels like whenever you are angry, whenever you are sad, whenever you're happy. You gotta remember every fucking emotion that is available to you because as soon as somebody gives you a gem, something to work with, you gotta be able to turn it on and turn it off. I mean, when I tell you guys I sleep like a goddamn baby at night, you think I'm going to sleep thinking about any of that stuff? You think it bothers me? Nope, it sure does not. It is not. I mean, that's the same fucking reason my girlfriend, my ex-girlfriend, fucking uh, hates me every goddamn day of my life, right? Because she's another person who doesn't fucking understand. I mean, she can watch the show. And she'd be like, you're an asshole. You're this, you're that. Tell me every fucking name in the book you want. Everything you want to copy. Copy whatever you want. My only question to you people, though, is it entertainment? Now, if your answer is no, maybe I'm not trying hard enough, right? But you know how I know it's entertaining? You know how I know it works? When I see that fucking number at the top, you got a lot of people watching, and then they click off. You know why? You know why they click off? Because it's too much. Because this is what I can relate it to. This is the only goddamn analogy I got to this. It's the only thing that makes sense to me. Whenever I listen to music, I'm not a big audiophile. I'm not a guy that cares about music to an extent where I need to listen to it all the time, right? I'm not that guy. But this is what I know, though. I know that whenever I listen to a certain song, Whenever I listen to music, and there is some type of music out there I have heard in my fucking life before. It will do something amazing to me. I mean, are we back? All right, so whenever I listen to music, it is something amazing to me. Like, I will remember stuff that has happened as a child. I will remember memories 
when that particular song was played, that I will feel something inside, right? Whether it be happy, whether it be sadness, whatever, right? Anger. Because something happened while I was listening to that fucking song. So that's what I can relate it to. Because whenever you listen to my show, whenever I'm hitting a certain button, whenever I'm hitting a certain topic and I'm getting into it, I am so far into it, you guys, that you feel it. You've been there before, right? You've been there before. Whenever I feel that one fucking moment in the show, when it just becomes too much for you, what are you gonna do? Click off, right? It's just like music for me though. There are songs out there that I cannot listen to. I cannot listen to. I mean, were you talking about certain moments in my life that I've gone through and a song is played? I will literally remember the fucking, whatever I was doing, whatever that goddamn song was playing, right? Which is amazing though, how your mind works because I can't remember anything. I can't, I literally can't remember anything in my life, like nothing. But whenever I hear certain songs, I can feel anger. Thinking about memories that have happened, I can feel sadness, happiness, just off of a song. And that's what's helped me to make a show, right? Because whenever there's a situation that I can talk about, I feel like I can go back in my memory bank and then just kind of think about those certain moments that have made me feel like a certain type of way and then just implement that into the show. Just broadcast it, if you will, for everybody out there to see. And it'll be fucking real because I felt that before sometime in my life. That's why I totally understand when people watch my show, they listen to it. And then, I mean, right there, the eyeball, I mean, you will see sometimes, I mean, I've seen it before. Sometimes it'll climb to like 10, seven, six. And then I see it and I'm like, all right, what am I talking about right now? Let's turn it up. And as soon as I turn it up, they start clicking up. It's okay though, because that's what I want my show to be about. Whatever I'm saying, if I'm doing a show, I want you to feel that shit. You know what I mean? Because you're going to remember. You're going to remember that when you watch this goddamn show, whenever I hit a certain topic that you were uncomfortable with, and I seen your fucking watch, and I turn it up, you're going to click off. Because it's going to be too much. I've seen it over and over and over. I mean, do I put off a, a shitty show? I don't think so, in my opinion, but... That's my mentality behind it, though.
I mean, the human mind is so amazing. I mean, we got so many moments in our lives that are just stored up, up in our brains. And the, the one thing that a lot of us choose to do is just not acknowledge any of those things because it's too much. It's too much. Why do you think I don't listen to certain songs? Because it's too much. I mean, you talk about horrible memories that I've had in my life. I mean, whether it be being molested, whether it be like my mom screaming to the fucking ceiling, saying that she wished God would take her. And I'm like eight years old. I'm like, what the hell is she saying? (laughs) Being screamed at as a child while music is being played in the background, a certain song, being fucking slapped in the face multiple times, punched, beaten by your parents. I mean, songs are, music is powerful, you guys, it really is. I mean, there is certain music out there I cannot fucking listen to for that exact fucking reason, because it's too much. It is too much. Most of it's going to be Mexican music. I mean, I'll be honest with you. My parents are from Mexico. But, you know, there's a point in my life, a period in my life, where I would sit around literally drunk all fucking day when I wasn't working. And I would listen to Mexican music and just fucking cry and cry and cry. I would fucking cry all the time. Because I would remember everything and anything that fucking happened. Oh, we got another comment. What's up? If you ever want a physical fight? Yeah. Yeah. Play the tent. Yeah. Training in the martial arts. I mean, got my ass kicked several times, but you know, it is what it is. Good memories. Yeah. I mean, hopefully it does that for most people, though. But, I mean, you know, it is what it is, man. I mean, just everybody out there, we got a couple people from Twitch. Subscribe, follow. Because you know what? People tell me that nobody on Twitch is ever going to follow you. Prove them wrong. And if you like this show, why not? Anyway, so, um, yeah, I mean, music is just a powerful thing, though, that everybody out there can just experience, you know? I mean, the only reason I bring that up, I don't I don't mean to, like, bring the show down. I mean, if that makes any sense. It's just that I just want everybody out there to understand, though. I mean, there are moments in life where you can't hear a certain song and then relive horrible memories that you don't want to fucking bring up. You know what I mean? So, I just kind of try to implement that in my show, though, whenever I can, because whenever you're able to do something like that, it's very powerful. It's very fucking powerful. I feel like it's a good tool to have in your toolbox, you know? Music is something ridiculous. It can make you feel really happy. It can make you feel sad. It can make you feel 
fucking angry. I mean, there's so many goddamn emotions. Uh, that's a good one, though. Um, uh, the only thing I will say to this is, are you still listening? Because I want to tell the story if you're not fucking listening. Are you still there? Drop a comment if you are. I'll tell the story. If you're still there. If not, then uh, I'll move on. But, um, yeah, the, uh, the music thing is just amazing, man. Um, whenever I used to feel it, you know, with uh, the beatings, the verbal abuse, trauma, if you will, it's just, I don't know. I don't really know what to think about it. Because I don't really think about it. I mean, I've, I've kind of made my peace with it, you know. I kind of feel like other people, other children in life, like even today, probably got it worse than I did, you know. So, I mean, I will give my parents credit, though. There was food in the house. There was uh, cable TV. I didn't have a roof over my head. But the verbal abuse was there. The physical abuse was there. I mean, it's, what, what is being a parent, though? I don't know. I really don't. I guess that's why I was told that I would make a good parent. But I kind of feel like I, I know already, though, what I wouldn't want as a kid, though. I know that I wouldn't want to get verbally abused. I wouldn't want to get physically abused. You know, years later, when I was, like, uh, 24, I think, I went through a, a crazy time period. I think I was like working at the prison at the time. I was working at this maximum security prison. It was driving me fucking bananas, right? It really got me in touch with who I was as a person because I was dealing with so much crap at that fucking time that I approached my parents, or actually my mom because my dad died like a year earlier. I approached my mom and I told her, you know what, I got molested a handful of times as a kid by females, not even a man, by females. And you know what she told me? She was like, okay, and that was it. That was the end of the goddamn conversation, right? Now, if you're a guy out there, you're thinking about that fucking statement that just came out of a mouth. I mean, you could be thinking to yourself, that's amazing, right? But you're a fucking kid though. You should be exposed to fucking sexual acts at that fucking early age. Why do you think I'm fucked up as an adult now? I mean, I've talked about this in the last show. You know, I gotta do stuff that's more extreme nowadays with people that I'm in a relationship with sexually for me to be able to get off. Because the cookie cutter bullshit doesn't fucking work anymore. Why do you think it is? You know, it's just stuff that you shouldn't experience as a child, though. I'm talking about, like, five years old, eight years old, 12 years old. So, am I complaining about it? I don't know if I'm complaining about it. I really don't know. All I know is that it isn't fucking right. It isn't right. I don't agree with it. I really don't. Uh, we're going to take a break. I'm going to grab a couple more beers. Um, I will be back. Uh, what are we in? About an hour and nine minutes. If you guys want to stick around, cool. If you don't, I mean, I understand. 
But uh, I will be back. I will be back. I will do more of a show for you guys because I love you guys. mistaken that I would have more smokes, but I did not go to the store today. I didn't walk to the store today, so I'm sad about that, but it's okay, though. Sorry. 
Um, I don't know. You guys got any questions? Anything you guys want to talk about? I'm all fucking. I don't know why the internet's bugging out tonight. I think it's going in and out. No idea why. Since I got full bars, so I'm fucking get it. But anyway, so uh, I don't even remember what the hell we were talking about. We were talking about molestation, music, how it makes you feel. Ain't that some shit? Uh, I'm pretty sure you guys are curious about the whole molestation thing. I don't know if anybody answered that. Maybe we should elaborate on it. When I was a child, when I was like five years old, I mean, it really makes for good listening. I don't, I don't know why people like to hear stupid stories like this, but it was like five. There was uh, this older girl that was like probably over twice my age or older. And she would make me do stuff to her. Like she would make me make out with her and stuff. And I was like five years old. It's really fucking weird if you think about it. Really fucking strange. Like my mom's friend's daughter, right? Really fucking weird. I mean, she don't look bad, but I mean, that's not the point though, right? I think when I was like seven, though, I would get dragged to my uncle's and my aunt's house. I would go outside. It was like a mound of fucking fire ants. I would go poke them with my finger. I would cry. I would go back inside. My mom would grab some like garlic, like literally garlic. She would rub it on my fingers. And then I'd go back outside and I'd do the same shit. And then whenever she would get tired of my shit, she'd be like, you stupid fuck, right? Literally, like in Spanish. She was like six or seven, I can't remember how old I was. She was sticking in a room with my fucking, uh, my cousin. My cousin was like 16, 17, something like that. My cousin would literally take her panties off grab my hand, and maybe, like, touch her everywhere. And then when she was feeling, like, extra frisky, she would take me in the restroom with her and, like, basically have her way with me. Which is really fucking weird because I was only seven and she was, like, way older than I was. And when I sit here and tell you guys, she wasn't cute. I'm not, I'm not fucking lying. So, there you go. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's a lot, though. And then, when I was like 11 or 12, <laughs> uh, I don't know if you guys remember Yahoo, or not even Yahoo, but like AOL. How much juice we got? 24%, right? Probably good for like another 40 minutes. I don't know. Like AOL Messenger, AOL.com, whatever. The internet. 
when I was like 11 or 12, I was like so fascinated by goddamn computers. And at that point, since all this happened to me, I was like a horny fuck, right? I mean, we're talking about, we had like this box. I don't know if you guys remember the box from the 90s. You would have a box where you'd be able to get like HBO, Showtime, Cinemax, whatever. I think they were like 50 bucks or something like that. You would be able to get like all of the channels. And then my parents gave me one. And then late at night, I would like stay up watching porn. And I was just like so horny all the fucking time. Because I've been exposed to this sex at such a fucking young age. Right? So, whenever we got a computer, my parents bought a computer. I can't remember where the hell they got it from. But they got a computer. Um, we used to get these things. I think everybody else got them, like, in the 90s. They were like these little desks that you would put in your fucking uh, CD-ROM. It would hook you up to the internet, and you'd get, like, 10,000 free hours or something like that. But it would take, like, a ridiculous amount of time just to sign on. And I signed up for, like, a Yahoo Messenger account. That was a really big thing. I don't even know if it's a thing anymore. But if you guys don't remember, like, Yahoo Messenger used to be, like, really popular. Like, think about, like, Facebook Messenger, but, like, on a shittier fucking scale from, like, the early days, right? And the thing with Yahoo Messenger... You should literally be able to talk to whoever the fuck you wanted to. You could find people in your area just talk to them. One day, I talked to this woman that was on Yahoo Messenger. I remember her fucking screen name. It was like Yellow Rose of Texas. Blah, 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 right? A bunch of numbers. Now, I try to block a lot of this shit out of my memory because I don't like it. But we ended up meeting at, like, the local grocery store after talking for, like, I don't even know how long. And we met there, and she saw me, I saw her, I think, and then that was it. And then when I got back on the computer, she was like, oh, I want to go over to see you, I want to do this, I want to do that. I was like, okay. I thought we were just going to hang out or something. The way the setup was in the house at that time, like I had the back room. Um, if you want to go outside, the, my room had that access door to, to go on the outside. So she would park in the back, like way in the back. She would uh, come through the fence into my fucking room, and then she would fucking basically fuck the shit out of me. Like this went on for like, probably like five months, man went on for a long time. I don't even remember what happened, though. I don't remember what happened if, uh, if I decided I want to do it anymore, if she decided she wanted to do it anymore. But at that time, I think it was like 11 or 12, and she was like 26. And again, I'm not bragging, because you know what? I didn't think she was cute. I really didn't. But at that point in time, though, in my life, I was like 11 or 12. And I had been exposed to sex at such a young age that I felt like I wanted it, I needed it, you know what I mean? So, 
I think that's why, though, whenever I go into relationships nowadays, it's just that much fucking harder for, like, whoever I'm dating. Because the regular stuff doesn't do it for me anymore, man. It's just, it gets crazier and fucking crazier. You know, it's kind of shameful to talk about, you know? Like, really, I don't know, sometimes it bothers me. Because I know people out there don't fucking understand. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's so much. It's, uh, it's too much. Um, like my last girlfriend that we were with for like almost two years. Recently broke up anyways. Um, I think that she's been through something similar. I mean, I want to hear her fucking dirty laundry out there. Because this is my show. It's not about her, right? I don't need to put her out there like that. But the one thing we talked about that was, I mean, it seems outrageous though. But it really isn't. I mean, it really is not. Is rape, right? We're like, what about a rape scenario? You know, I thought it'd be hot. She thought it would be hot. But for normal people, that isn't fucking hot. What is it? It is, uh, it is terrifying. It's horrendous, right? Now, I wouldn't go around raping. But the way me and her talked about it, though, we're talking about a controlled situation, right? To an extent, I guess. Where I would go in there and, I don't know, do whatever I wanted to do, blah, blah, blah. And then, like, just talking about it, I clearly understand that nobody else would fucking get it. Because it is fucking ridiculous. (laughs) You know what I mean? I mean, that's my fucking point, people, though. I mean, you expose a child to sex at an early fucking age, and then it's just like, where's the fucking limit? Where's the limit? Because when they grow up, I mean, your your imagination is going to run a fucking muck. It really is. I mean, what are you going to be into? What are you, you going to want to do? I mean, shit, man. I mean, you've already seen it all. All the bullshit that people experience at like 18 or 19 when they're getting married. I've seen it like 10. I've seen it like fucking 8. You know what I mean? So whenever I get to a point, whenever it's just like, I'm an adult, you know? It's just too much. It really is. It's horrible. I don't like it. You know, I mentioned working at the prison, though. The prison was a really interesting place to work. It really was. I was terrified every fucking day of my life working there. There's so much interesting stuff happening at the prison. I don't know if you guys have ever heard this, though, but the people that work in the prison, like the females, the guards, there's been so many stories about it that the inmates will pay him money and fuck the shit out of them, right? That's a real thing. It really is. I don't know if you guys have heard about it or not, but it is a real fucking thing. It's a real fucking thing. <laughs> I mean, some of these women that work at the goddamn prisoner, 
you know what? Some of them look pretty good, though. But the ones that are doing this fucking garbage, though, not so much. Not so much. They're really, you know, you're like, huh? Wow, really? How much are you making? Okay. So, when I used to work there, man, it was, like, horrendous, though. I mean, you talk about drama, though, in a workplace. There is no more fucking drama, like, more intense in a work environment than working at the goddamn prison. It really is. Because I remember a certain situation where there was one guy, right? There was a guy. He was an elder, like, 40-year-old, late 40s fucking white guy. He was dating this woman that worked at the prison. I don't... Were they married or not? I don't know. I can't remember. I think they were just dating. But it was like the biggest inside fucking joke. The only joke that he was not a part of. Because whenever he decided to date this fucking woman... Like, I don't even know if he realized it or not. I don't know if he was a cop holder or not. But this woman was like the biggest fucking whore at the goddamn prison. And she was a guard, man. You talking about passing her around? Oh, my gosh. Did she get around? Woo! Oh, my gosh. I think everybody was tapping that shit. Like, everybody. Like, why would you want to be with her? I have no fucking idea. No fucking idea. Um, the only experience that I had with this particular woman, I remember her name, though. Uh, I don't remember first names because we never called each other by first names. It was always by last names, right? And her fucking last name started with Tooth. Right? I'm not going to say her fucking whole first name, or her last name. But her first, her last name actually started with Tooth, and then it was like something else. Now, if you go to the dorms, there is a shack where somebody has to sit in for whatever reason. I have no idea why. No fucking clue. Like, you literally have to sit in this fucking shack next to these dorm buildings. I can't remember why, though. It's been so long ago. I can't remember why I have to sit there. It literally looks like an outhouse. Like, you open the door, there's a chair, and that's it. Like, you sit down, you close the door. I mean, in the wintertime, you're just, like, freezing your balls up. But this one particular night, when I was working, she rolled up. She knocked on the door. I looked and see who it was, and I'm like, all right, what's up? It was like 1 in the morning, like 2 in the morning, something like that, something ridiculous. And she's like, hey. And she, I was sitting down with the heater on because it was a cold bench that night. She's like, hey, you mind if I warm up with you? I'm like, all right, I guess. I mean, I got nothing else going on. So she literally sat on my fucking lap. And close the door. And then a couple minutes go by. And I'm like, wow. This is kind of cool. I like it. And then 
I mean, you can only imagine what happened after that, right? I don't want to get too explicit about anything because, you know what, it gets a little crazy, you know what I mean? But um, that was a pretty good night. And I feel really bad, though, you guys, because there was a white fella that was in his mid-40s at that time when I was, like, 25 that he was a cuckold. He was a cuckold in the prison. I mean, how amazing is that? You're a fucking cuckold and a prison. Your bitch is literally going around fucking the shit out of everybody. And I mean, did he know about it or did he not know about it? I mean, I don't know. That is crazy all fucking day. I don't fucking know. I mean, that's a crazy fantasy, though. Now that I'm, like, clearing away from there, I can, I can admit, though, like, freely, that this woman probably was fucking the shit out of a lot of inmates for fucking money, for cash. You know what I mean? Woo! Man, that's fucking crazy. a guard. I mean, when I got to work in there, I worked at a maximum security fucking prison. I mean, there's stories going around the goddamn farm. They call them farms, right? I don't know why they call them that. The stories going around was that the women that worked at the goddamn prisons there was uh, there was a point in time, like not even that long ago when I worked there, that there was a sex ring, right? You talk about a prostitution ring. I mean, you talk about a job where you are making salary and then you're getting paid by inmates to get fucked, get fucking gangbanged, get whatever on your ass. These women were willingly doing that. They were willingly doing that. I mean, there was so many stories going around about females that were guards that were dating fucking inmates, waiting for them to get off of like, I don't know, of like uh, out of prison, I guess. I don't know. Waiting to get paroled so they could be with them. I mean, these weren't cute women either. They were just atrocious. But the reason why they would tour something to doing sexual acts and doing whatever, getting in their fucking mind, play mind games, is so they could get these women to bring in shit for them. I mean, you're talking about food, you're talking about money, you're talking about whatever they want, right? Whatever they fucking want. The biggest things you're talking about are drugs, talking about cell phones that's a big one another big one you're talking about is the gun now that's the one thing you don't want to hear about though a gun in the prison system with an inmate you don't want to hear about that but are there guns in 
prisons in America? Yep, there are. Is there cash on uh, on inmates in the prison system? Yep. Are they supposed to have it? Nope. Because they don't use cash, right? Why do you think they have cash? My theory, my philosophy, my fucking conspiracy, whatever it is you want to say, there is a million fucking dollars in the prison amongst inmates at any given fucking point in time. The reason I believe that, though, I'll say this on the fucking mic, is I have not been working in there forever or whatever. I only worked there two fucking years. When you would go down and shake down their fucking uh, their cells, you would find cash. You would find cash if you knew where to fucking look. A lot of people wouldn't find cash, though, but I'd find a lot of cash. You know why? I've done so much shit in my goddamn life that I should be locked away for lifetimes for the shit I've fucking done in my life. And I would sit there and I would think to myself, like, if I was one of them, where the fuck would I hide it? Okay? Where would I hide the money? I mean, I tell you guys, I would find like $500, $2,000, a week, shaking down people's cells. Because that was part of my job, right? When you find that fucking cash, put it in your pocket, and you shut the fuck up. Why do you think I quit? I was doing so much shit in the goddamn prison system. I mean, you're talking about stealing money. You're talking about all sorts of other stuff that you're not supposed to be doing. It got to the point where I was in fear of my goddamn life. I mean, I would wake up and look at my girlfriend. I'd be like, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. I don't want to go to work. I don't want to go to work. I don't, I don't want to go. Because it got to the point where I felt like Somebody was going to kill me, right? It gets to the point where I felt like somebody was going to fucking kill me. So I felt like every day I walked into goddamn prison, I felt like, like somebody was going to fucking kill me. It's a horrible fucking feeling. I don't know if you guys ever been through anything like that. All right, so we're going to go about 24 fucking minutes longer. So it's going to bring us about the two-hour mark. I'm going to take a short break come back we'll, we'll keep talking about this
Oh, man. Alright, so we're back on the fucking mic. Alright, so, what was I talking about? Uh, so yeah, I had to fucking leave. I had to leave. It was, uh, it's beginning to be, become too much for me, though. It's so much stressful. I mean, I don't, I don't know if you guys have ever had a goddamn job that's been so stressful in your fucking lives, but, man, that's probably the only job I've ever had in my fucking life that has been so goddamn stressful, man. Like, that's probably the only one that I've ever had. You know, after I had that job, I worked at, um, I worked at this rent-to-home place, right? And Like, I don't know if this is a thing that just happens in Texas or not, but the inmates in Texas call it the boss man, right? Like, this is what they call the guards, right? They call them boss man, boss woman, boss lady, whatever, right? So this was my new job that I had. I've probably been there a few months. And I'm sitting there doing something in the store. I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. I think, I think I'm like putting something together or something like that. I hear this voice, right? This black fella. He goes, hey boss man. And I'm like, at that point, I'm feeling like chills going down my body. It's like, okay. Is it going to be pleasant or is it going to be fucking awful? Because I know what I've done, right? I own that shit. I know exactly what I've done. And it's been fucking terrible. So I turn around, I look at them. I'm like, what's up? So at that point, I'm reading body language. I'm like, should I be terrified? Should I be scared? Should I be in fear of my life? Right? I mean, those are all valid questions because you, uh, if you did anything that I was doing, I mean, you would be asking the same fucking shit. And he just kind of looks at me, he's like, yeah, I remember you. That was it. Like, I was like, God damn. Easy as that. Well, yeah, there for like five seconds, so I was sincerely fucking terrified. You know what? I say that because, you know, if you get locked up locally, you know, a lot of these people that lock you up locally, like the jailers, I don't know if they realize this or not, but these are people that you're going to see again. I mean, it's not hard to find you. Now, if you work at a maximum security prison, the chances of these people running into you again are pretty much slim to none. Like, slim to fucking none. The 
reason I say that is because these people are in the prison and they come from so many different other fucking places, right? In Texas. So the chances if you run into them again are really fucking slim. I mean, you got like a really small chance of running into them again. Uh, you know, I've always said to everybody out there, though, this is what I think. I think that everybody should at least work in the prison system for a little bit. Because you could really figure out exactly what's going on in America when it comes to the prison system. And people being locked up you're talking about maybe righteously and then you got other people that are just wrongfully accused, right? I mean, if you want to know exactly what's going on with these people that are locked up justly or, like, unjust, the number one way to do it, though, is to work at the goddamn prison. I mean, it's an experience that you would not even fucking believe. I mean, you talked about, actually, you talked about scared straight. I mean, everybody's in that goddamn show, right? The one where kids, youngsters, are brought into a fucking uh, a prison or a jail, and they're literally just, I guess, scared straight. <laughs> you know, that's an intensified version of what's going on, right? I mean, is it true, though, that is that what they're doing? Because I think I've seen a couple episodes where the guys were, were like, looking at the kids. And they're like, I'm gonna fuck the shit out of you. What are you blonde hair motherfucker? Be stuck in my dick. Right? Something like that. That's all fucking true people, it really is. You know, whenever you see these shows and they're showing you this right before your fucking eyes. I'll tell you something right now. You walk in the prison system, everything around you, floor to bottom, nothing but gay, right? Nothing but gates, nothing but steel, concrete. I mean, you talking about the, the ceiling is, is gated? You talking about the floor is concrete? You talking about the whole thing is fucking steel? There's nowhere to go. If you get outside the walls, you're going to get fucking shot by the light. I mean, it's a reality. You know, I mentioned the dorms earlier, right? Dormitories. To get out of the dorms, you got to go down a long stretch of the sidewalk. You're talking about 100 feet one way, and then, like, a football field another way, right? It's a long fucking walk. While you're walking, though, you got gates on either side of you, right? I mean, literally, 
sidewalk and then on the left or right, you got a fucking gates. Now, what's facing front of you on the side are fucking buildings where people are housed. They got graded windows. And the stuff that's coming out of fucking mouths are... My last name's Espinosa, right? The stuff that would be coming out of fucking mouths be like, Espinosa, I'm gonna fuck the shit out of you. My dick's gonna ride up your fucking crooked ass. I'm gonna fuck your mama. You got a kid? Let me find out. Who's getting raped? I mean, he's talking about everything and anything out the fucking book. And the only thing you do is just look at the goddamn building, pull that to notepad, and be like, oh, building three, section D. You know what that means? That means the next fucking time I roll up in that motherfucker, heads are fucking rolling. I mean, you ain't getting away with shit. Are you going to breakfast? Probably not. Are you getting your mail? Probably not. Are you coming out to play? Probably not. I mean, that's the only fucking control you got, though. Right? I mean, you, you talk about women walking down. I call it the path of shame. That's what I call it. Fucking 100 feet. A hundred fucking yards. One fucking You can yell that profanities. Fucking this. Fucking that. For what? Because you gotta babysit these motherfuckers. You know what I mean? I think it's a lot of stuff that people don't understand when it comes to that. So. I mean, somebody's getting a wine school, right? Somebody's getting a fucking wine school. <laughs> uh, I mean, some stuff that you used to do that I am just named up, man. <laughs> Early on. But I like to call it dust. You talking about when you do stuff like that, when you're blocking these people talking the way you see it. I mean, you know, you know what time it is, though. I mean, if you had that happen every fucking day of your life, that you went to fucking work, you had to put up for 12 hours a fucking day. You mean to tell me that you'd be able to handle that in a civilized fucking manner? Probably not. Probably fucking not. Hmm. Probably not. You know what it's like to be in prison? Being in prison is like being backed into a fucking corner. Like backing a wild fucking animal into a corner. And then giving him no place to fucking go, no outlet. And just having them face just straight fucking eye. Like a wild fucking animal. What do you think they're going to do? You know, if you go to prison, you will quickly find out. You are a savage. You are a fucking animal. Because if you're not, you will get eaten fucking alive. 
well. You do really well. You're either going to become somebody's fucking bitch. If you know how to fight, you might keep them off a little bit. If you know how to talk, you might be able to control them. But that's not the only thing you're facing, though. In the Texas prison system, there is no consensual sex. There is no air conditioning. Have you ever lived somewhere with no air conditioning? Most homes are not built with concrete and steel. They are not. That would be too expensive, right? Because they're looking to build a home with cheap materials to where it's going to last. And it's not going to last forever. It's going to, it's meant to last a little bit, right? I mean, stuff's going to break down. We talk about the Texas heat, the Texas prison system, concrete, steel, and fences. Concrete and steel attract fucking heat. Right? There's no air conditioning. You barely even got a fucking fan if people care about you in the outside fucking world. Other than that, man, you're gonna be fucking. You're gonna be roasted. You're gonna be toasty. Whenever you don't have AC, I don't know if you guys have been in that situation that you will be fucking angry. You'll be angry. That element alone, along with rape, along with uh, alpha dogs, alpha bells, whatever you want to call it, the gangs, the bullying, the coercion, the blackmailing. I mean, can you handle all that? I don't know if you can, but if you ever get placed in a situation, though, you better figure it out better figure it out. He's probably going to get raped. Probably. You will get raped. You will. Definitely get it. I mean, the reality of the situation is people that most Americans do not know how to fucking fight. Right? They do not. So, what do we have, about two hours? My phone's fucking dying. What's it at? 8%? Right. I think it's been a beautiful talk. The world renowned Joe Madden show. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. <laughs> ah, man. I love talking about the goddamn prison. I really do. You know why? Because uh, people are either going to click off or they're going to click on. Most of the time they're going to click off because they don't want to hear about it, right? They do not want to hear about it. It's intense. It's too much. <sighs> but am I lying to you, though? I'm not. I've been there. I worked there. 
I've seen it. Fuck. Hopefully you guys enjoy the show. Tune in for fucking tomorrow. Bring you another fucking show. I'm out, bitches.